In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you hear the word king, what pops into your mind? Maybe it's this vision you see of as an old, regal man with a huge golden crown on his head, long, beautiful robes, sitting on a magnificent throne. Maybe you think of King Arthur and his knights of the round table. Maybe you think about Elvis, the king, and his peanut butter and banana sandwiches. <laughs> Merriam-Webster defines the word king as a male monarch of a major territorial unit, especially one whose position is hereditary and who rules for life, a paramount chief. There are lots of images we think about when we hear the word king. Most of them are powerful and inspiring and mighty. Today is Christ the King Sunday, when we celebrate the kingship of Jesus Christ. In our opening collect, we pray to God, whose will it is to restore all things in God's well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords. We've all seen the pictures in the stained glass of Jesus as king, sitting on a throne, the golden halo around his head and his hand up like that. That's the King Jesus we like to see, powerful and in control. But that's not really the king we hear about in the gospel this morning, is it? The gospel reading we hear is surprising, and it's a jarring one to hear of this time of year when we're gearing up towards Thanksgiving and the end of our liturgical year. Next Sunday, believe it or not, is the first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of the new church year and the season when we begin to anticipate, to expect the incarnation of Christ at Christmas. But in the past couple weeks, the gospel readings have been a little bit scary, haven't they? We've heard Jesus talk about the persecution and the imprisonment that await his followers. We've heard about the wars and the famines that are to come. And this morning we hear of Jesus' crucifixion. And yet today we celebrate Christ the King. What kind of king is it who allows himself not just to be killed, but to be publicly and painfully killed on a cross, the most shameful form of death possible. The inscription above Jesus' head proclaimed, this is the king of the Jews, but it was not intended to be a statement of fact by the Romans. It was to humiliate both Jesus and the Jewish authorities who had staged his show trial. <clears throat> Jesus' crown was not made of gold or encrusted with jewels, but instead was a painful crown made of thorns. In his robes, they were not beautiful. In fact, they were ripped from him and divided amongst his executioners. Christ the king? What kind of king? As Jesus hung on the cross, drifting in and out of consciousness, Jesus heard people questioning him pleading with him, deriding him. If you are the Son of God, save yourself. If you're the Messiah, save yourself and us. It was just like Jesus was back in the desert at the very beginning of his ministry when he was tempted by Satan. 
If you're the Son of God, feed yourself. If you're the Messiah, throw yourself down and let God's angels catch you. Yet just as Jesus did not fall to the temptation in the desert, he also does nothing on the cross to ease his own pain. It's hard for us to imagine that situation. Surely if you have the ability to save yourself, you do it. Just snap your fingers. But through the unforeseen power and might of Jesus' kingship, Jesus chose not to save himself, but instead to save us. From the very beginning of Jesus' life, his kingship was like nothing the world had ever seen before. It didn't fit into any pre-existing mold of what power should look like. His very birth to an unwed teenage mother who couldn't even find a place to have her baby foreshadowed how his life would play out. His disciples and the people who hung around him were no noble court. They were no one special. In fact, they were often pretty slow to understand what was actually happening, kind of like we are sometimes. Jesus ate with sinners instead of with kings and queens. And he proclaimed that it was not the rich and the powerful who would be first in God's kingdom, but would be the poor and the helpless. You see, Jesus' kingship was not about fitting into what we see as mighty and powerful, but about what God sees as mighty and powerful. Jesus' kingship challenged and continues to challenge even today all the status quos of society. And Jesus did not come just to free us from our humanity, but God became human so that our humanity would become sanctified, would become holy. God did not become human so that everything in our world would be perfect and happy, because I hate to break it to you, it's not. But God, in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, experienced all of humanity with us, its joys, its sorrows, its humiliations, even its death. That is the kingship we celebrate of Jesus Christ. A king who is so mighty, so all-powerful, that his rule transcends heaven and earth, and in fact has removed all the barriers that have ever or could ever exist between us and God. That's not power. I don't know what is. As St. Paul reminds us, we are made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. So the next time you find yourself faced with a challenge in your life, and you think you're all alone in your struggles, just remember that God has already experienced firsthand all of what it is to be human. And you know what? God still loves us. Thanks be to God.